Hey there, pod pals. Are you a print-on-demand creator looking to stay ahead of the curve? You want to know exactly when to launch your designs for every key season and event? How about a chuckle with an extra dad joke to brighten your day? If you said yes to any of these, then it's time to join the print-on-demand cast VIP list. As a VIP, you'll get our free annual design calendar, an amazing guide to help you time your creations perfectly throughout the year. And of course, we'll include a bonus dad joke each week as well. Signing up couldn't be easier. Just visit printondemandcast.com slash VIP and enter your email. Don't let another day of potential pass you by. Become a part of the VIP list, grab your annual design calendar, and let's dive into a year of inspired creating together. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. Each week, join Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print-on-demand industry and equip you with the tools, advice, and strategy you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the print-on-demand clap. We're going to take that again. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Print On Demand Cast. We're so excited that you decided to join us. Press play, press download, press subscribe each and every week. I'm very excited to have you here with us. As always, I'm Josiah and I'm joined once again, as always, Travis Ross is joining me. Travis, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. It's, uh, you know, we're kind of getting into the Q4 stuff and um, things are picking up a little bit. Got a lot of irons in the fire. I'm sure you... uh, probably tired of printing t-shirts but hey it's only just begun my friend <laughs> it has only just begun and i just got back from uh, a friend's wedding in arizona which was a nice reprieve it was good to see friends and catch up with some faces i haven't seen in a long time but uh wedding trips are never a true vacation because every minute is allotted for from the time you touch the ground <laughs> to the time you leave. <laughs> he he lives in Tucson, Arizona. I've never been to Tucson and it's uh hot. Oh, it's the desert, obviously very hot. So <laughs> he decided to have his wedding. And you know, I think you know Brock. He's been to a couple of poker nights yeah. and yep. so it was, it was his wedding and and uh man, we were it was his wedding was like at three o'clock in the afternoon in Arizona outside. We were all in three piece suits standing in the blazing sun and i told him i said listen man i'm this close to not being your friend uh because this is torturous <laughs> i mean like i am losing brutal some pounds yes but uh, upon return of course it's it's uh playing i've played casual up the last two days and i always regret it's always good to leave but then you get back you're like what the crap why did i leave for so long i have so much to do <laughs> right. well i mean you know the the alter it's it's always better to go to a wedding than to go to a funeral so you know it could have been a funeral that's um, true so you know yeah, I, you look on the bright the side funeral, my friend could have gone to the funeral and still had to catch up with work which is like a double depression it's like a depression sandwich i guess anyway uh yeah it was a lot of fun <laughs> things are cooking irons are in the fire and uh, we are here again with another episode. Lots of exciting tidbits of information for all of you to ingest through your ear holes, which is the weirdest sentence I've said in probably two weeks. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to start things off, as always, with a point of interest. Point of interest.
interest. So, Travis, this week, the point of interest deals with a, a platform that you and I are familiar with. We sell on this particular platform, and they are upping their game, as they have been for a while, trying to compete with Amazon, which is kind of the granddaddy of uh, e-commerce platforms. So Walmart is launching Walmart Fulfillment Services, which is a competitor right. to Fulfilled by Amazon. Uh, so why don't you break it down a little bit for us, man? What, compare, contrast Walmart Fulfillment Services versus Fulfilled by Amazon. Sure. So, I mean, let's start by saying, you know, uh, um, a lot of our print-on-demand friends uh, out there that are, that are, you know, utilizing different channels to sell their their wares – um, probably uh-huh. a lot of them aren't necessarily using FBA. Um, but if you, you know, once you get kind of some traction with some of these things, FBA, which is fulfilled by Am- fulfillment by Amazon, um, it, it can really help you, uh, accelerate kind of pour gas on the fire with a particular design that's, ha- you know, happening or whatever. And so Walmart, uh, you know, like you said, trying to catch up and, and, um, they've really gained a lot of ground, uh, spe- specifically. Uh, on Amazon, they've they're doing Walmart fulfillment services, and so um, how you know so there's a few differences. Like you said, one of the differences for the shopper is that there's no annual fee. So um, mm. in order to get the free two day shipping, you just have to have a minimum of thir- of a thirty five dollar purchase. So that's kind wow. of you know different. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, with Amazon, you can buy a five dollar whatever widget, and you still get free shipping. Um, not so with Amazon. I mean, not so with Walmart, but on Amazon, you have to, you know, fork over a hundred bucks a year to have the sure. privilege to get that $5 pin. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see on Walmart, you've got, uh, instead of, it's like a prime badge, they call it a tag. It's a two day tag. Um, and it gives that particular item a search boost. So it, it's more likely to come up in a search. And it also, if there are other sellers, which, Typically isn't the case on a print-on-demand product, but if you're selling another, you know, a commoditized product or something else, it does increase yeah. your buy box chances, much like the Prime badge does on Amazon. Yeah. Um, and then this this was super interesting. So Walmart Walmart's kind of boasting that it's really easy <laughs> to return yeah. their products. Sure. Um, you know, when a customer doesn't like it or whatever, they can return it easily, which I don't know if I like that or not, but because <laughs> I want them to keep it, you know? <laughs> right, but, right. Uh, but the interesting stat was that 90% of Americans live within 15 minutes of a Walmart. Isn't that insane? Wow. That is insane. That's just crazy. I mean, now, where do the other 10% live? <laughs> question. Like, right? Where, where's the other 10%? It's not within 15 minutes of a Walmart, is it? I mean, Death Valley, I guess, if anyone populates that place or like that, that was a, that was a crazy statistic. And conversely, we've talked about, we're, we're talking about Walmart trying to gain ground on Amazon, but their brick and mortar locations is something that Amazon has tried to catch up with them on, which is why they've acquired places like Whole Foods. And you know what I mean? Like they're trying to get some brick and mortar presence to help the return process. Cause now I can go to whole foods and return my Amazon product as, as opposed to, to having to print on a label and drop it off at UPS or, or what have you. Um, right. so that's interesting. Col- I think, I think Walmart well. definitely, yeah. Kohl's is another place that you can go mm-hmm. for, for an Amazon return, but that statistic, 90% of Americans live 15 minutes from a Walmart. That's a pretty big footprint in the brick and mortar space. 
for real for real i mean you know amazon has may have the the hold on um, e-commerce sales but walmart definitely has the hold on brick and mortar sales that's for sure um yep. so in yep. contrasting uh wfs which is walmart fulfillment services that's her cute little abbreviation to fba um <laughs> fba on the other side has you know they, they've been a lot around a long time they have a consumer they have the consumer trust um you know people they've already i think i, I don't remember what the um, number of actual credit cards they have on file, but it's, I mean, it's some million number. I don't know how many millions, but it's just some <laughs> astronomical number yeah. that just doesn't even yeah. make sense, you know? So they, yeah. you know, they've been around a while. They, they have the consumer trust. And then of course there's other prime benefits, um, like video, you know, prime video, yep. prime music, and there's other yeah. things like that. Um, that, that the customers get if they, if they want to spend that hundred dollars. And then of course they don't have to spend $35 to get it shipped free so they can do that right. $5 pen. Um, you know, so it's also, it, that's, yeah, those are yeah. some of the benefits. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What do you think the over under is? Uh, this is a, this is a rabbit hole. Do you think we'll ever see uh Walmart video on demand Walmart original series? Ooh, I, I have no idea. I mean, I don't see them doing that, you know, anytime soon. <laughs> Not anytime um, soon. Yeah, there's, 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 <laughs> I feel like everything between Apple TV, HBO Max, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, I feel like the rights to most every TV show in the world is tied up to one of those <laughs> five contenders right. or, you know, you know what I mean? So maybe when the HBO contract with friends lapses, Walmart will just swoop in. <laughs> Here we go. Pivot. And make no, their I could bank see, off of friends. Yeah, I, I could. I mean, if Walmart was going to do anything, I would see them doing more of the partnering with a Showtime or an HBO or something like that, as opposed sure. to trying sure. to create their own content. You know, yeah. if they wanted to really jump in there, which I mean, I, I they don't really have the server infrastructure that Amazon does. Nope. Nope. Um, you know, so, I mean, that's. It would definitely you know, be the uh, next phase or, or next phase, yeah. couple phases away. It's just interesting to think. If they're trying to compete with Amazon, where does that, where does that Take stop? Are, are they going to yeah. be good with just competing on the online sales? Are they going to want to try and stick it to them in other areas as well? Like it's it's just an interesting, right. interesting thought as well, to I mean, what can happen. I mean, I think Amazon has, you know, I mean, but most people don't realize, but their their server, um, like what people pay to use their servers, that's actually their highest revenue, um, you know, branch, I guess, if you will, or department of Amazon. And so I don't think that Walmart or anybody else for that matter really has the ability to chase that down at this point. I think Amazon's kind of got, you know, a corner in the market. So in order to do that, I, I think it'd have to be a partnership, but anyway, yeah. so I, th- I think, I think there's better chance of, of Amazon acquiring Walmart before Walmart starts pushing <laughs> out original content. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. So yeah. What else in, in the, uh, what else does FBA offer that, uh, WFS sure. does not at the moment? Uh, well, the one other thing that, um, FBA does offer is commingling. And what that means is, um, if you and and again, it's probably not for a print-on-demand item because typically you're the only seller of that particular print-on-demand item. But sure. say you were selling 
you know, a, a microphone, like a, a blue snowball microphone. <laughs> and uh, you, you've somehow got a c- contract with blue and you're, um, you know, you're selling this microphone, you get it wholesale and you you're selling it on Amazon or I'm sorry, you're selling it on, well, yeah, you're selling it on Amazon. Somebody else also has a contract. They're also selling it on Amazon. They can do, or you can turn on what's called co-mingling to where when you send in your product, the moment you say it's on the way, if you get a sale, Amazon can pull one off the shelf of somebody of, of another seller and sell that particular right. blue microphone while yours is on the way. So there's a benefit to that because you don't have the downtime of the transit between your facility and yeah, you're, Amazon's you're nev- facility. Essentially never out of stock kind of thing. Yeah. As long as you have something on the way, they see it and they'll debit that that kind of credit you or they'll credit the other guy with your stock and vice versa. Um, The downside of that is like if you're selling and, and I've, I know this to be a fact uh, if you're (laughs) selling shoes and one guy has, you know, has the, the nice shoes and they're brand new and they're all nice in the box and everything. And I'm sending in my shoes. And then another guy, he throws them in a bag you know, and my customer is getting them in a bag and then they leave me yeah, a bad yeah, review yeah, yeah, because yeah. they didn't get the box, you know, so there's a good and bad with commingling. But anyway, the bottom line is that Walmart does not commingle. Um, Amazon, you can turn it on, you can turn it off. It's up to you. But uh, Walmart sure. does not do that. So that's right. that's kind of it for the for comparisons. the comparisons. Um, but how do we yeah. how do we get in? Yeah. How does how does that work? How does how does someone that's currently selling on Walmart get in and from the research that we've done uh i'll say the research that our staff has done because that seems way more swanky uh no but listen if you're already a walmart seller you will be able to see from your walmart seller account or center seller center Uh, it's so close to it's so close to seller central that it's almost criminal because i get it so confused uh (laughs) but there is a button and you press it so that starts the application process as to whether or not you'll be uh, uh, accepted. And once you are, it's the same kind of process as fulfilled by Amazon where you send in your inventory and and you're off to the races. Uh, A couple uh, prerequisites or a couple things that that you have to keep in mind, Uh, you have to ship products to Walmart Fulfillment Center locations within the U.S. Do you know, I don't don't know if the article said, do you know off the top of your head how many of those locations there are at the moment throughout the the U.S.? I don't know how many you can send them to. Um, unfortunately, this you know this particular um, article that our our staff um, researched it from uh, <laughs> didn't didn't really share didn't really share that. There's there's a couple other things though that you need to to know. You um, they're not going to do perishable items or or anything right. that's been regulated. Um, products also have to weigh under 30 pounds. So these are also differentiators from FBA because you can sell perishable items on, on Amazon, uh, FBA, and you can, you know, send that they can be 30 pounds or more. Um, and then the other thing about Walmart is that items cannot seed exceed a dimension of 25 by 20 by 14 inches. So they're not, they're basically doing <laughs> upfront what Walmart or what Amazon perhaps should have done. Um, and are trying to mm-hmm. kind of put back, put the genie sure. back in the bottle, so to speak, and limit their exposure with, you know, people sending in massive quantities of huge items. And yeah, um, and if they don't have a lot of fulfillment centers yeah. either, and there's not a lot of square footage space that kind of helps mitigate, again, this the space that you have, it kind of maximize that, that space a little bit, I guess you could say, by those requirements, right. the weight and dimension requirements. So 
Well, there you have it, folks. Walmart Fulfillment Services has arrived. If you are a seller, you can apply. If you're not selling on Walmart yet, you can um, Google search Walmart Seller Center and and apply to to get on the platform and and kind of start from from scratch. Um, But those are the two ways that you can access this platform. So that's it for this week's point of interest. And with that, we're going to move directly into the main event. Ladies and gentlemen, the main event. Uh, Travis, the main event of this episode is something that I think is, is always on the mind when you're building a business, but it maybe never is on the forefront or given as much consideration as it should be. Uh, and we're, and that's organization. Uh, I feel like everyone knows being organized is a good thing. Obviously some people are way better at organization by default than others. Uh, I know for myself, I, I can be organized if I, if I need to be left to my own devices, Lord help me. But in, in certain scenarios, if I if I need to be organized, I need to have systems for myself to keep myself in place. Um, then then I can implement those. Um, but in a business, organization covers such a wide variety of things that you need to kind of be forward thinking about. Right. No, it's super important. And I, I mean, we could literally have a whole series on this particular topic. <laughs> Because, I mean, just like you said, it's it, it touches every part of your business. Um, yeah. But what we're what we're going to specifically focus on, because this is the print on demand cast, uh, we're going to sp- specifically focus on uh, design organization and skew organization. Yeah. And so why don't you yep. tell why don't you tell the audience what what is a skew and then tell and then beyond that kind of tell us how you uh, and your company has has gone about the organization yeah. of your designs and your SKUs. Yeah, for sure. So uh, a SKU is basically, you know, when you, when you list an item, you know, a t-shirt uh, on Amazon, let's say every size is a SKU, every color variation is a SKU. It's all an individual SKU item. So right. it's, uh, a, that, it's a stock keeping unit. That's the, that's the abbreviation right. for it. Yep. So then you have, you know, the design organization, as well, which is there's a, di- a couple of different ways you can you can store your designs. We use Dropbox and we have them in in uh, various folders and subfolders. You know, T-shirt designs and then the date and then the name of the design and and we try we match the name of the design with the name of the title that we list on Amazon, uh, and that's mm-hmm. typically how we've been able to to find the designs we need to print when orders come in. I will say that we focused more in the beginning on scaling and getting clients and building out and getting the volume and then are have a net just now, you know, in the last year or so having to really turn around and, and focus on the system of organization, how it works. And it's super, super hard when you're two years in and then all of a sudden you're like, well, th- we didn't build this system with mm. scaling in mind. And it's really hard because as we're passing on hiring production people, the system isn't as set it and forget it to use a lack of a better term as it probably should be. And yeah. so uh, we're, we run into a lot of instances where sometimes art isn't named correctly, or we named it a certain way in the beginning in the, in the system and we've pivoted. And now that it's of no use and we have to go back and change it. So there's so much 
retroactive uh, organization happening that we could have prevented if we were proactive in the organization of everything. And so that's what I mean when a lot of people are just kind of hit the ground and go and figure it out as, as it happens, which is fine. But you find yourself in a place after a couple of years and you're scaling and you've got a lot of volume coming in that, uh, well, shit, I don't know how good this organization system actually is now because sometimes mm-hmm. our crew, our, our staff is spending five to ten minutes looking for a piece of art. And that's that's way too long. You could have printed two shirts or three shirts or whatever and, right. and moved on by then. So yeah, um, it's it's something that we are having to to retool and rethink, um, which is a growing pain and a consequence of us just focusing on other areas before organization. But I know you (laughs) have, have locked and loaded systems and organization for, for design and and skew organization specifically. So why don't you tell people listening kind of how you came to that system and how it works and how you've implemented and, and we'll go from there. Yeah. So I, much like you, I, I started kind of just willy-nilly letting, basically, I, I started on Amazon just like you guys did. Um, and now, you know, we've expanded to other channels and such. But when I started, I just allowed, when I created a listing on Amazon, I just allowed Amazon to give me an automatic SKU for my different products. And so we went along with that. And, you know, that's fine for 50, 100, a couple hundred um, designs because you can typically um, – you know, find your, find what you need based on the skew because you don't have a whole ton. Um, right. And then, you know, so we had like a spreadsheet that had like, you know, the skew and, and the product name or something, and maybe like uh, a link to, we also, at that time we used Dropbox and, uh, you know, maybe we, we had them in a full, all, all of the designs together in a folder, but the designs like, like yours were just kind of named, um, with the product name or the title or whatever, and didn't really have a lot of organization. And so after a few hundred listings is like, okay, this is getting a little bit challenging. Cause at that time I was doing all of my yeah. own printing, um, you know, in our, in my basement basically. And, and, and right. so it was, it was getting a little difficult. And so we, we basically came to a place where we, um, started naming our designs with what we call a DID or a design ID. And um, we literally went back on all of the old designs and we mapped, you know, we basically renamed the design, the PNG that we use. We use PNGs with a transparent background. We renamed those to, you know, 1 million, uh, 200,463 or whatever dot right. png and and we did that we started with a million so you know we could go higher right. <laughs> uh, you know was, right. i mean you could have started with 100,000 could have started with 10 million whatever and we just said you know 1 million and 1 1 million and 2 and we mapped them to all those skews and so now our our list if you will our our spreadsheet you know which has well over 40,000 lines on it um, yeah. has a SKU, a design ID, a product name, a product type, a, a size, a color, uh, and then it has the print URL on that particular field. And so what we, what we ended up doing, so originally we were just doing, you know, the, the SKUs were very random, didn't really have any, any of the product information in them. 
Um, once we started implementing this new system where we named the designs, the design ID, we changed our SKU naming system. And so now our SKUs are taken from that, basically those things. So the, our SKUs are typically the design ID dash. And then we, we, on our designs, we have a light and a dark version, depending on if it's going to be printed on a light or a dark shirt or a, you know, sure. light is for coffee mugs. Cause it's white, you know, right. if we did a dark, et cetera, et cetera. So it'll be like design ID dash L dash MG 11. So that's mug, you know, an 11 ounce mug or MG 12, um, or C 11 or C 10 or whatever. I think camping or CM 10 or something like that. Um, and then if we have a t-shirt, it's design ID dash L or D to light or dark dash, uh, TS for t-shirt. And then, you know, maybe it's uh, blue, so BLU dash XL, and that'll be that particular skew. And then, of course, I have every color and every um, size of those sa- that same design ID with the different color or the different colors and the different um, sizes. Right. And so, all of that is on this this spreadsheet, and then they all link to a print URL. And so, when the cool thing about that is that when we're building these inventory uploader files for Amazon or for, um, you know, Walmart or for wish.com or wherever Shopify, um, we're able to take, we have all the information on the same line and we can kind of copy and paste, uh, an entire column when it's asking for a specific, you know, if it's asking for SKUs or if it's asking for the product name, or if it's asking for the description, you know, we have all of those things in this, big, huge spreadsheet. Um, sure. and then we can, you know, kind of copy and paste and it's all organized really nice and easy. Um, we yeah. did fa- find one thing out and, and it kind of <laughs> put a little hitch in our giddy up. Um, do you like that? Do you like that? Hitch yeah. in our giddy up. That's, nice. that's fun. <laughs> that's fun. Um, uh, we found out that walmart.com, um, when you're using their inventory uploader files, they don't like Dropbox links. And so we had to, in the middle of it, basically take all of our all of our designs, and we use um, a a storage solution called Wasabi Wasabi.com, okay. and we moved everything over to Wasabi. Um, and so in Wasabi, what you have um, are you have a bucket, and then inside the buckets you can put folders. So what we did was we named each bucket with a design ID, and so sure. for. For instance, let's say I have a shirt about nurses and it's one million and one. Let's just say that. So I have a bucket that's yeah. called one million and one. Inside of that bucket, there are first of all, there's the PNG for the L for the light version, and there's the PNG for the dark version. That's just not yeah. not in a folder, just right there in the bucket. Then I have folders inside of that, and what I, and the folders will have one folder will be uh, the design assets. So if we have a PSD or an AI file that the designer created it from, it'll be in there. If we have a special font that they used, it'll be in there. All of the design assets are, are right there in a design folder. Then we have, uh, in, not inside of that, but inside of the main bucket, we have sure. a folder for every product that we have using that design. So if we have a mug folder, and then inside of that mug folder, it has all the listing pictures uh, for right. that particular product. And then inside of the T-shirt 
folder, it has all the listing pictures for the T-shirts. If we do a camping mug or if we do, you know, a sign or whatever we do, we have a folder with all of the listing pictures um, all right there. So all of our data is inside of one little area. And if we ever find, you know, need something, we can we can access it pretty quickly. Um, Yeah. You know, the other benefit is if you need to change print on demand partners. I mean, you know, as well as all our listeners know, back in, you know, Mother's Day, Father's Day this year, some of the print-on-demand companies were just inundated and having two, three-week delays. And so a lot of people were like, oh, I can't deal with this. I need to switch to another print partner. And having all of this data like that um, really makes it a lot a lot easier <laughs> to switch, yeah. you know, to kind of flip the switch if you need to, if you find that sure. somebody else is going to be able to help you in a better way. So that's kind yeah. of the way we did it. Um, I know that's, it's not super fun listening to somebody talk about things that are written down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's totally. talk about spreadsheets. You know, spreadsheets yeah. are a great topic to have on, on a, on yeah. a audio <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I think, I mean, it's, it's super crucial though if, if anything the purpose of this podcast hopefully is to get people to start thinking about those systems even as you're talking i am in my mind trying to figure out how i how i can we can my company can implement an organization system that i mean either way you, you, you slice it it's going to be a very arduous process because we're so far into everything uh, but we're going to have to figure out, you know, it'd be figuring out a system, hiring VAs to implement that system and then just kind of writing out that, that transition from the system we have now to the next. But it, the purpose of this, I think is, is primarily to get people thinking about structuring your systems before you kind of venture instead of ready, ready, shoot, aim. It's kind of a ready, aim, fire type situation which everyone has been guilty of the ready, fire, aim scenario. I have, you have, people listening have. So hopefully the point of the, the, this, the goal of this is to get people just thinking about it, map it out, whiteboard it, see what makes sense. You might, you'll probably inevitably have to make some adjustments when you start to practically implicate it. But just the, the idea of having a general um, you know, a parameter of what you want that system to be is so incredibly important because I mean, we fulfill some of your stuff and it's, it's, it's so easy to be like, Oh, this is Travis's. That's the SKU number. Okay. It's in the spreadsheet. Download the art. Okay. Then you save the print file by the same number. So forever and always in our print software, we just type in that number and there's your stuff. It's just how it is. There's no really, it's really hard to mess up, you know, Mm -hmm. if it's all just serial based as far as the number goes. So, um, I think that, I mean, everyone has their own, flow everyone has their own um style but the goal is to to get people to kind of take action even if you haven't even bought the system equipment yet Mm -hmm. get the systems figured out so that when you're starting to roll you can you find that it's super scalable because the ultimate goal is when you start hiring people to your company is you know make it so easy a monkey could do it type type thing you know yeah 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 you need to i mean Standard operating procedures, SOPs, are super, super important. And and having your stuff organized makes your SOPs even easier. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, yeah. It's like, you know, push, you know, you put the fries in the fryer and you push the button yeah. and you stand there and you wait till it beeps. Then you take them out of the fryer and dump them. I mean, it's very one, two, three, four. And, and when you have, 
you know, organization and you've thought through it, um, it, it really goes a long way. And I, I won't, I, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It took us a long time yeah. <laughs> to yeah. get this, you know, system because we started sure. and, you know, like I said, we had a lot of designs, we had a lot of stuff. And so, so my advice, if you're, if you already are printing or already doing this, um, you know, keep going with your existing systems and yeah. then start building this on the side because it's going to take a while, but, you know, get yeah. it done. Um, and then anything new you do from today forward, <laughs> you yeah. know, once you've implemented that system, put it in the new system, you know, make sure it's, it's, it's up to the standards or up to the, you know, um, yeah. it, it, it's part of that new system. So you don't, you don't go back to the way it was before. Um, right. and you know, I mean, this really, this really does boil down to kind of a, a, a rip the bandaid off, you know, scenario. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, totally. you, you can put it off, you can put it off, but it's at your own detriment. I mean, you mentioned taking <laughs> totally. five or 10 minutes to find, to find a piece of art and that's money out of your pocket. Yep. You know, and then you 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 multiply that by a year from now, and now it's yeah. a bunch of pieces of art that are taking five to ten minutes. And yeah, you know, it doesn't go away on its own. <laughs> you have no. to take yeah, it, initiative. It's the same, yeah, it's the same principle. Just even you know, interpersonal communication wise, where the the notion of avoiding conflict will resolve <laughs> the conflict. No, avoiding conflict results in a larger conflict, and there's usually a much bigger fallout than there right. would have been from the initial conflict <laughs> that you, yeah. that you avoided in the first place. So, um, yeah. listen, I, the, for those of you listening, I know you probably have more questions and mm. that's it's totally fine. You can always email Travis and I at info at print If you have a system that is just gangbusters, that's easy mm. to implement that you, you have found people have been able to kind of acquire relatively easily with a, with you know a learning curve but not a steep one let us know um send you know let us know hey i have i have a system that works really well you know again email us info at print on we'd love to hear it we'd even love to have you on to talk about the system that you're implementing and to give people kind of the idea or as to which way to go so i think that yeah. i would be super super open to that of course and you can find us print if you have found this information to be helpful, uh, I know I have. I, I'd rate myself. Maybe maybe I will. I'll rate, rate myself, ourselves, a five-star on iTunes because I find this information <laughs> helpful each and every week. Even the points of interest and especially the interviews that we do uh, are super, super um, heavy in just knowledge of the industry, which is awesome. So if you, uh, if you find this information helpful or either of us mildly entertaining – I always say that because I think we're more than mildly entertaining, but I'm biased. So rate us on iTunes. Give us that five-star. Subscribe. It helps us get in front of other people that need this information. Share this podcast with your friends, with your friends in the industry, uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, however you want to share the show. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, And so before we put a bow on this, Travis, anything uh, you want to say before we wrap it up? I'll just say one more thing. I, I, you know, yeah. there are some people out there that, you know, that this is this is a hobby. It's not necessarily something that they're really trying to scale. My my goal in doing this was so I could scale, you know, sure. um and 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 have thousands if not hundreds of thousands if not millions yeah. of listings yeah. across multiple channels. And so I knew the only way I was going to be able to do that was with organization. So, but if you're so, you know, somebody that's content with a few hundred designs, you, you know, this, this may not, this may be overkill. Sure. You may not sure. need this. And sure. and that's totally fine. It's, it's really kind of 
it's dependent on what your vision for your business is and right. what your vision for your business is, 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 is perfect for you. And, yeah. and we don't want to ever come across like, you know, that's not okay or whatever. We just, you know, we're just giving out information and things that have helped us. Um, right. You know, and, and, and yeah, so that, that's really all I yeah. wanted to add. Yeah. Just yeah. That if, wherever you're at, it's good. Yeah, exactly. If you're, if you're a hobbyist and, and like Travis said, you're good with where you're at. That's great. Um, this episode maybe isn't for you. Maybe you keep it on the back burner. Should this hobby snowball into something different, uh, you can always come back and listen to it again. Um, right. So, but yeah, whatever your model is, whatever you're content with, whatever your goals are, are fantastic. We don't want to uh, come across as bullish and try and make you uh, develop a, a multi-million listing machine here. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> So, all right. Yeah. So with that said, Travis, we'll put a bow on this. And thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll be back next week right here on the Print On Demand cast. See ya. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next week. In a world where businesses everywhere are trying to make print-on-demand sales, one podcast goes above and beyond every week to bring the most POD-specific information there is. All to help save the day every day. Don't succumb to the enemies of your print-on-demand business. Sign up today for the print-on-demand cast VIP email at printondemandcast.com slash VIP. This time, it's for real.